When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Britain 2018 beginnings. This program contains strong, strong language. David understands the folk of its crossroads. The people asking questions. Now have we got our country back? What actually is it? Who are we? And why? Best way to find out where Britain's heading. Look behind us. There's something called history. A sort of weird mirror. New mirror of top of time. So that's where I'm going. Back there. It's a journey that will take me the length and width of the, of the country, from White Cliffs of Dover to Scottish Highlands, the Scottish Highlands, from old stone cycles to modern stone cycles. Cycles, from the tranquil beauty of Roman Bath to the golden wonder of Oxford Services. I will discover how we went from ancient man to Ed Shearer and why Elizabeth hap- I happened, first happened, and solving the mystery of just. Who Winston Churchill was, and why he wound up helplessly trapped inside the bank, bank, this bankment. Along the way, I'll be shouting at helicopters, looking at some of the biggest faces in British history, asking other people's faces about them. Why did they call John Major the Prince of Onions? Hmm? They're also working, walking somewhere impressive with my mouth. Shut by my voice speaks anyway. Well, like I'm talking aloud in my own head. All of it's of it taking place except at our we call home. Join me for Mona Clump as I take you right up to the history of the United Britain, Great Kingdom. This is Clump of Britain. This is hard to imagine while you're standing in it. There was a time before Britain. Before Europe, before the world, even before the universe. Nobody can say when it was, because it's absolute. It was also before clocks and words. The time when nothing existed and empty, without emotion or energy or light or hope. Just like Penelope today. Just imagine something like this orange, then imagine it not there. Then do that one by one with a feeling that exists with nothing at all. That's what Britain was like, a big bang, until the Big Bang. Big Bang created the universe in one mad explosion, probably definitely, although luckily it is, didn't exist yet. Computers think it looked like this, although eyes didn't exist back then either, so you can't be sure. It was so long ago, it's probably best not to keep dredging it up. Britain was already part of the earth, but it scrunched in along with loads of other countries and gigantic landmass called Parangra. At this time, Parangra was full of dinosaurs, a race of Godzilla monsters. So scary, normal human beings didn't dare exist till they were all gone. Dinosaurs came in all flavours, many flavours, just like kettle trips. As as this actual footage shows, the main ones were the cross ones, wet grass, 
and the up and down ones, the wet, the across ones. You're trying to call sawdust bricks. He's only his real dinosaur left in the world. He's probably right. He's so angry, spending literally every making moment of life roaring helplessly, a passing tourist. People wonder why the dinosaurs became extinct. Although it's hardly surprising, they died out when you see this barbaric conditions they kept, they kept in. Zoos just as this one, underfed, starving, some of them more than skeletons. Lucky the dinosaurs were soon replaced by different animals, animals like me, man. But man, like me, didn't appear, didn't disappear fully clothed on Earth. Instead, we had to evolve, and evolution is complicated. So we had massively slow, so we massively slowed it down, here so you could see it happening. This wasn't the only change that was happening. Pagora was changing too. Over time, when the country decided to split away one by one to work on solo projects, Britain was no exception. Stone Age man used stone to make basic weapons and tools, just like these hand axes, just as well as boring. They, these also, sh they were also shit by today's standards. But back then they were cutting edge because they had a cutting edge. Stone Age was all, all rocks, wasn't it? Are rocks made of rocks? All rocks made of stone. Both a stone is a rock. Generally a rock, a rock. Generally a rock, a rock. A rock is a stone. Yeah, yeah. Generally rocks are more edgy, more ragged. Variety of stone. Stone Age lasted a very long, a very long time. In fact, our species spends more time in Stone Age than any other. Let's think of this this way. If you look at the human history, prehistory, for the year or so, New Year's Day is where the humans start to use fire and shape stone tools. This year, the last split second before midnight is the other end of the year. And we are the old, and we're in the old Stone Age until about 3 p.m. on the 31st of December. So rocks were more jaggedly. You could tell Stone Age stuff was precious, because they kept everything deep underground. Why did Stone Age people bury the, all their stuff underground? Were they worried someone might steal it? No, that's how we find it. It wasn't always underground. It was on the top. The reason we find it is that it is our colleges. We go out and we dig it up. Oh, not all Stone Age things have to be dug up. Some are still visible, which means you can still you can see them. This is Stonehenge, early man's finest achievement to Stone Age Britons. This is a cross between Nemesis, of all the towers, and what, and in that it was a spectacular attraction. The cute Nemesis at all the towers is is that in that it never fucking moves. Stonehenge is used to tell the time, which means Stonehenge is the only clock you can see from space, unless you have a clock on your on your in your spaceship. Eventually, primitive cave boffins discovered new materials. Early man dropped rocks like a stone, got a metal, bronze, and then iron. Iron Man was born. But this Iron Man didn't have a superpowers like the Iron Man in the film. He couldn't fly or tolerate glue, Peltro, so instead he had to go lengthy, go to lengthy measures to defend himself. Lucky cave boffins also invented the iron spike. And shortly after inventing the spike, 
invented stabbing each other. Make sure they grab the white people. Brendan's formed a primitive gangs called tribes. And like many gangs, they got into graffiti, vandalising the countryside, trying to eat doodles, like this badly drawn horse or this decorative pervert. Before snapshot chat heels were the most efficient way to distribute dick pics to a wide audience. As a result, this site in Cambry Abbey's became the second crudest heel in British history after Benny his disagreement about how old the Crocinus giant actually is, especially since he's still young enough to get wood. What was in no doubt, in no doubt he, re- he represents the birth of British art, being the biggest example of a noble t- visual tradition that goes down the ages. But this is happy. This is a happy land of spikes and heel filth is about to come under the threat something nobody cares or coming. Romans. Where did the Romans come from to begin with? Who they came from Rome. Then they came from the Roman Empire. Right, but where is where in Britain did they come from? Not from Britain. They came from Rome, which is in Italy. Right, well this is about where about Well, this is about the history of Britain, so where in Britain did they come from? Well the Romans came from Rome. They headed to wars. Northwards and conquered most of Europe. Then they crossed the English Channel and they conquered about half of Britain. Where did they go once they were they were in Britain? Well, they tried to go to go to Scotland, but they decided it wasn't worth the effort of going there. Yeah, I felt that. Romans are so advanced they came with Latin pre-installed. They so and they soon taught us, taught the primitive locals how to wash and walk on their hind legs. The Romans were fearsome and battle, but soon found themselves facing resistance from some British tech locals known as Celts. Yeah, fighting, heavy fighting. Though according to experts, wouldn't would have quite wasn't wouldn't have quite looked like this. Celts famously would the warriors would strip naked, paint themselves in designs, go to battle naked. They believe that by painting themselves in designs, they're calling out their guards up the sky for protection, for courage and for help. Do the Romans have chain mail then? They uh, had armour of sort. They had armour and they were na- and they were naked? Yeah. Who won? Well, the Romans. The Romans won in the end. I knew it. I bet when the Celts turned up naked, they saw the naked they had what well, the Romans had on, they bet they were kicking themselves. I bet they felt stupid. I bet they were like, who suggested this? Having to defeat the Celts, the Romans set up about revolution, revolutionising British life. They built Herod, Herod Helen's Wall and put the capital of Britain in culture so nobody would want to cut where nobody would want to come and get it. They induced coins and invented some primitive eight bit computer game graphics that couldn't make them move. What the Romans really loved was bathing, which is why they built this British English Channel Bar. No one in Britain had even and seen as anything as sophisticated, sophisticated as these baths. You could think of it as easy as example of gentrification. Like when somebody opens an Antician bakery in Hull. Imagine an ancient Briton walking into this place. You'd scarcely be able to comprehend what you've seen. It'd be like Steve McFannan climbing on board Concord. Perhaps most oppressive of all, the Romans invented roads. Before roads was invented, 
and travel around by standing at the edge of your village, seeing how far you could jump. Despite all this, some people resisted the Roman invasions. Queen Bersia came from Norfolk, like so many rebels, rallying class, Ed Balls, and Edith Smith. Bersia hated the Romans. She led a barbarian army in a revolt, attacked Colchester, Colchester, turning it from the bustling capital to a smouldering hellhole, full of weeping and despair, which you can still visit today. Rome has the most advanced warfare machine on the planet. The Bersia army fought back with weapons and new best spikes. They lost because it was just spikes. While Bersia was crushed, the Romans ruled over Britain for years, till suddenly they rushed home because they remembered they just they left a complete collapse of civilization. They left a complete civil collapse of civilization. Then Britain was left on its own, taken back control by the unelected bureaucrats of Rome, and was free at last to explore its own proud destiny. It, it did that by immediately entering the Dark Ages. We don't know a huge amount about what actually happened during the Dark Ages, because Romans had taken the last pens of them. If I be why, it became a time of myth for great hero, great heroes like King Arthur. King Arthur came a lot, didn't he? I think he, I think you don't mean he was associated with the court of Camelot. No, I, it definitely says King Arthur came a lot. Camelot, yeah, it's his court. That's his court. Where is he? Where is he? Where he held court? Oh, it's a palace. It's a place. Oh, right. But do we know if he came a lot? Oh, just the same as the average man. Like about a teaspoon. teaspoon. The evidence I have in that regard say that he said he said to have had one child, right? So probably not, probably not. Even though he didn't exist, King Arthur lived in a castle called Camelot. He found his round table, even though he didn't go do that either. Round table was sort of lazy Susan, which meant the knights could get in the, get at the snacks. They wonder about having to move around under their armour. Perhaps the greatest British icon to emerge during the Dark Ages is Mega, Patriot and Dragon Slayer, St. George. We don't know where or when George slayed the dragon, but we know it definitely happened because the bystander took this painting of the event. It probably happened somewhere in Wales. It's one of the few concrete facts to come out of the Dark Ages. Do we know for certain the dragon was threatening St. George? Or is he just jumped to conclusion because of the way the dragon looked? Oh well, the story of St. George killing the dragon isn't actually true. But there was no, there are no. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dragon. Oh, they killed the dragon. Now, how is it all mean? Well, better than a snake. Saint. He didn't, he didn't kill the dragon because dragons didn't exist. It's made up. But it's true to say he's the greatest Englishman who ever lived. The thing about St. George is that he wasn't actually, really actually English. Father came from the middle of of what's now Turkey. Your mother came from Palestine. You never actually came to England. Are you joking? 
Although St. George never bothered lots of other foreigners, did set a foot in Britain, as it got invaded again and again, first by the ancient Angles and the Saxons, then by notoriously brutal Vikings, arriving in Denmark in long boats, wearing metal helmets, they have somehow managed to pull over their terrifying, pull over the terrifying skull horns that jutted from their heads. British King Alfred the Great fought the Vikings by giving up and letting them settle in York, probably because it had a Jovic Viking centre. Soon it really meant the Vikings lost their distinctive forms, getting indistinguishable from normal humans. For a hundred years, hundred, few hundred years, Britain was relatively peaceful. Till one day, a new king, Harold was getting coronated. Had his comet, a sort of very long, short firework display, appeared in the sky. Comet has always heralded great events. It last appeared in our skies in 1986, and same year sitcom Brushstrokes started. Because of you, these things I do, because of you, because of you. In King Harold's day, the comet was also a sign of how things become. The year was 1066. 1066, the Battle of Hastings, probably British histories, two most famous events, so it's handy they happened in the same year. Harold had a rival. It's the first example of EU national coming over here to take British jobs. A Frenchman called William set sail to seize the throne and become king. Amazing to think that only a thousand years ago his field was interesting because it was here that Harold and William's armies met. There have been many battles in Britain's history, but we don't know what happened in most of them. Battle of Hastings is different. Got an accurate visual record. Whole thing thanks a quick thinking bystander who took a test read of it despite looking like a Game of Thrones season finale drawn by an eight year old boy, Baywatch Tapestry catches the full force of the battle, just like being there, but in walls. Here's a Roman archers dreaming in, in on their blue horses. That's a, here's a sort of stick-like bit. Some chopped-up people down there. Here, oh, his head's off. He's furious about that. Some goose monsters in the sky looking down. Sort of lion thing up there eating its own tail. Is that a, it's its bumhole? I think that's its bumhole. As you can see, Harold won, and he triumphantly caught an arrow in his eye. Sally wasn't enough, and he died soon after. No one knows why. It meant the Normans were victorious. Alas, William the Conqueror's name made sense. William winning was like Brexit backwards. Britain was suddenly part of Europe. That meant everything had to change. A new castles, new cathedrals, even the Tower of London. Amazingly, all built by one man, Norman architect. One man, Norman architecture. The new king wanted a list of everyone in the country. Where they lived, and they st- lot of stuff they had. It became known as Doomsday Book, very much the internet of his day. So this is the actual Doomsday Book. This is the actual Doomsday Book, yes. It's that usually under glass. Isn't it? Isn't it? This book? Well, actually, it's not all, not successful at all. So it's very rarely on display. So it's really quite a special occasion. We got it out you were, for you to be able to see it today. So you're not allowed to touch it, no. I thought it was because of the curse. Curse, yeah. I heard that it was a curse on it. I definitely not heard of that. So don't think that there's a curse. I thought it was going, it's going to be like you know, raises a lost art. Oh, when an artist gets his face melted off. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was like going to be like that. I'm afraid not. Oh. 
So how does it do the same thing but compared to a book like a runaway by Martina Cole? Well, I do I, I did not run at read a runaway by Martina Cole, but I think I'm really good. Okay, I think it's a work of fiction. It's made up story where Doomsday recording land and land holders in England for a Roman conquest and after Roman conquest. Kind of lists who holds land, what within the land, how much it's worth. Does that in a lot of detail. So Roger holds a land. He called it's called Mimhoke. It's probably going to have a different name now. So how do these feel how do can we free the people living in this book? Well, they don't live in the book, but their souls are inside the book. Don't think it's necessarily true. Think this miracles information about them. It's not. There's not. It's not. They're not in there. It's just. It's just you know. It's just a record about them. Does it? Does it? It doesn't sort of contain their being, or anything like that. We don't need to worry about them. Are you sure? I'm sure. Book gives us a unique insight to what life would be like in the Middle Ages. Middle evil times. If you're lucky enough to be king or knight or lady with plenty hat, all the nets on it, you might have lived at somewhere like this a castle. Castles were originally built by kings to protect their land and sit in, whereas today they're mainly used as a social wedding venues. Of course, Knight Reading was a king. Everyone else was peasants. Peasants lived in thatched wooden huts full of chicken shit. Water was filthy, so everyone drank beer. Anything to eat was bread. A particularly challenging time for gluten intolerant. But luckily nobody was yet in the middle class, so they just put up with it. But life in the common land about to get better thanks to the Magna Carta. Sort of turns the position notice. King John had a sign had a sign against his will, which limited his powers and gave citizens basic rights. Magna Carta kick started the whole of British political history, a history so complex even experts can no longer keep track of it. What's the most political thing that ever happened to Britain? Oh, uh, not sure. I mean, I think, gosh, that's that. That's a tricky question, in a sense, there are definitely, degree, definitely degrees of, oh gosh, what's the most political? So, there are lots of things that are straightforwardly political, then there are other things that are not. They're sort of halfway, I guess. Um, I can't generally identify the most political. Second most, meanwhile, back in history, for the Middle Ages, Middle Ages, Brit- evil Britain, England was such a big deal. It was even happening in Scotland. Scotland's always been a proud, confident nation, ready to complain that you think they're not given their own little section in the landmark history programme. But in, in 1996, Scotland was reluctantly under the rule, English, rule of English Edward I. One man wanted out, William Wallace. No one knew what William Wallace looked like until 1995. The Scottish scientist discovered he looked exactly like Mel Gibson, who was a coincidentally playing a Scottish Apache film called Braveheart. Saw the Scottish reboot with Dancing with Wolves. They may that that they may look, take our lives. They never take our freedom. Definitely informing the modern audiences a story they will know about outside Scotland. Film and event religiously, actually depicted the million. They gathered a band of noble warriors, defeated the English army at Stony Bridge, 
using a face paint and string ribbon. To this day, the words Stirling Bridge conjure pride in every Scotland heart, but Englishmen are the same words conjure up literally no feelings at all. For these glory days were last wasn't so long. Willis and his men were defeated by the English at Fort Cork. With Willis gone, the proud Scotsman, the warrior the Bruce, Brucey, fretting English as Brackleburn, took the throne. Scotland will never again be under English control for a bit. Willis, meanwhile, was eventually captured by the English, taken to England, London, Republic hung, drawn and quartered. This means he's hung by his neck, and while he was still alive, his guts were chopped out. Body cut in four quarters. Something you can uh, something you can ask the local butchers do to a chicken. Once he stopped screaming, Wallace's head was placed atop a pipe, London Bridge, like a sort of glory Scottish prince. With this execution kicked off a golden age of it, public entertainment. Al is watching pub as one of the pub watching public people die pub painfully. Popular pastimes included beer bear bear tea. Shin kicking, cockfighting, which is was what it sounds like. You know, I checked twice. But British culture wasn't just being cool to animals. It was also bum jokes. And William Shakespeare's bum jokes were cheerfully chancellor. His greatest work was Cranberry Tales. Everyone was pretend, pretended to be, have read at least once summers of. So it featured lots of broadly shenanigans. Literary phrase which means knockers popping out, things that are expected going up with your arse, according, accompanied by a sort of swanny whistle noise. Chances are meant to be quite rude, isn't he? Could you describe a rude bit for me? So there's a little, there's, there's a very famous scene where there's a woman, a very pretty woman called Alison, who everyone fancies. She's in a bedroom while one lover and another would be lover arrives at the window to stare at her and begs her for a kiss. He sticks up that arse out the window, an egged arse, and kiss her very imperceptibly. And suddenly, realizes what he's done. He's quite upset, and he runs away. Right? Not that's not very rude, is it? Like my mate Paul told me this joke about this bloke in prison who wrote for a bib round his backside. That story went went, went places I wasn't supposed to prepare for. Like not even funny, like just disturbing. And I looked up, Paul was crying. It wasn't all chuckles in the Middle Ages. In the 1348, Britain was made again, this time by plague. Not metaphorical plague, like a, like a metaphorical plague, but actual plague, like made of plague. Black death systems were disgusting. Discolored bulls grew in a groin in armpits, making even light workout ne- next to impossible. You had sex with someone who had black death, you would have used a condom for protection. How would you use a condom for protection? Depends what your major concerns were. Huh? You wouldn't be protecting yourself against infection. How long would you get of work? If you got black death, oh, about 70% of cases. You'd work forever. All right. Result, because you would you'd be dead. Oh, roughly half the population died. Which statistically meant, what if, you ha- what if you wanted to save your loved ones? You'd have to die yourself. The ages started like fancy dress party, ended up Halloween.
but once it had got its strength back grown some more people England descended in 30, into 30 glorious years of violent conflict between rival royal houses royal roses which sounds like a sitcom about florists perhaps surprisingly wasn't it's an incredibly complex period of history which is frustrating because we got get out of the way is this episode this is an incredible complex period of history it's frustrating because we got get it out of the way in this episode got too long talking about Mel Gibson earlier Royal Roses is a complex, complex struggle but you could, you could sum it up three years like three words huh? conspiracy dependency war could you do it a little more thoroughly now than that I'll give you ten seconds start the struggle to control England and the crown got a few more seconds between warring and stop perhaps the most violent event of the war of roses was the battle of Brunsworth and Richard III tried to escape by burrowing under a car park he hid down there for centuries before finally emerging in 2013 at which point the war was over he died of tarmac inflammation Richard III may have died they gave birth to a series of celebrity kings and queens. Tudors, very much a contesting to British history. It's a story you have to wait for now. That story you have to wait for now. Join me next time when I go back in time again. Not in an exciting way like the film. I'll probably be just looking at some old pops or something. How can we be sure that Henry VIII is who we think he was? What if someone else was just pretending to be himself? Just for having to look like where he actually was, oh well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.